Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Magnetic Woman Show. I am so excited for this guest today, ladies. She is such a powerhouse, such a badass. This woman has done things that are just incredible and admirable. So I am so excited to welcome Darius Trism, who is a, an Emmy award-winning TV host, author, life and business coach. She helps women, um, well, people really, right, craft and create their stories to inspire impact and also create a business to six figures and beyond through story and through connecting with people. So we have so much good stuff to talk about today. Daria, thank you so much for being here. Lauren, I am so delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it is my pleasure. So why don't you tell everybody listening just a little bit more about who you are and, you know, obviously it's a, a lifetime of a story, but how did you get to where you are today? Interestingly enough, the first thing that came to mind when you said, who am I? I think I'm a maverick that yes. looks, like a <laughs> that looks like a unicorn that feels like a fairy who's really just down to earth and, and uh, you know, funny. So <laughs> um, I love there's your new intro. <laughs> That's right. I'm a man, maverick who looks like a unicorn and feels like a fairy. I love it. Uh, now, as you pointed out, I am an Emmy award-winning TV host. I've spent over 30 years in television. I used to anchor the news, ironically, for um, uh, the NBC affiliate in Pittsburgh, and I built my career in television. But all along, I just felt like I was a TV person playing a TV person, and yet I've always been in business, even from the age of eight when I first opened an orange juice stand, not a lemonade stand, but an orange juice stand, all the way through my years of putting myself through um, college by having a vending machine company and then multiple stints in network marketing, um, even while I was on television anchoring the news and uh, later decided that I would open a fitness studio because I fell in love with health and fitness mm -hmm. at a very young age. Uh, and interestingly enough, that's what pivoted my career into coaching is because I hired a coach to help me develop that business and grow it. Um, and then I decided, hey, I want to do that too. Wow. <laughs> Not only because of the level of success that I achieved, but the person who I had to transform myself to become as an entrepreneur and coaching was so instrumental in that. So mm -hmm. I then became a certified life and business coach, wrote a book, have been speaking about it, filmed a documentary. And at this day and age, are working primarily um, with business owners, primarily women who know that they've got a powerful story and they're looking for a way to leverage that story in the marketplace to inspire their audience, attract their ideal clients and customers, and ultimately sell their solution. So like all of that stuff that I just shared is, is a very small portion of the life that I've lived, but I ultimately believe that that has got me to where I am today. And it really gives me not only a strong foundation in skill and practical business building things, but then also molding in the beautiful touches that I know that you know as a coach that we get to bring into the lives of other people by helping them to transform their lives and really um, changing those things that they want from the inside out. Ugh. I love it. I love it. And word maverick is like so on point, even just for that snippet of your, your journey. And, 
you know, I think one of the reasons why I was so excited to have you on is to also talk about story. I think for a lot of women, whether they're entrepreneurs in business or not, you're going through your own life, right? You're encountering struggles and hurdles and working through it. But then I think a lot of women especially feel like their story is just kind of like not as important or not as powerful as somebody else, right? And I think there are a lot of women who desire to be on stage or to impact people with who they are, what they've learned along the way. But then there's the fear of like, is it enough? Is it okay? Is it actually going to do anything for anybody else? So I'd love, Darius, for you to to talk a little bit about the power of story and the importance of everyone's story. Yeah, and it is really important. And I totally get that people uh, have, they, they place limitation and restriction on their story because they believe that it's not good enough or that who cares or why would anyone care? And uh, does it really matter? And when we do that, we diminish our ability to connect. And really, story is all about connection, right? Mm-hmm. There's something in the life that we've lived uh, or in the 99 stories that we all have that ultimately is the key to connection to other people. And in business, that's highly important. We certainly know that's important when we make friends and when we find lovers and when we um, uh, have children. But what it is absolutely important to do is for us to see the value in it in business and how we use and leverage our stories in order to connect further uh, to the lives of our potential clients and customers. And it first and foremost comes with us trusting and believing that I am enough, that what I have to say is enough, and that it matters. And that it doesn't have to be a story painted with diamonds and gold and and sprinkles, right? But that it, it in it of itself, in it, in it of itself and its most authentic place is just enough. Uh, and, and it really starts with that, right? And then it's uncovering now, how does this story translate to whatever product or service or business it is that I'm marketing? And really seeing the through line, not jumping over it or creating a bypass and getting around it, but saying, you know, my story is such that I discovered XYZ product or service, and I'm now using XYZ product or service because it's solving my problem. And this might be good for you too, if you have this problem, right? At the base, if we use story for that, that's like simple marketing. I think most people totally. Right, right. So it's like really understanding that it doesn't have to be something that's grandiose or, or you know, um, you know, Oprah-ish, if you will, in order for it to validate the reason why you have a business or you're marketing a particular product or service as part of your business. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, well, one, how obviously, as you said, how we connect is through story. And some of the simplest things or things that are so simple to us can make such a profound impact on other people when we, when we share our story. But I also feel like a lot of women have a fear around being visible and being seen, especially in their story, right? Like in the world, in the patriarchy, last 3000 years, it's like women weren't supposed to be seen or heard. And if you were, that probably wasn't okay. And so I know 
when I work with women, a lot of what comes up is this fear of like truly being seen, whether it be in a relationship vulnerably or whatever. And I can only imagine that that is heightened in telling your story as it relates to your business or product or a service. It absolutely is so true. And you're right. You point out that in over the past 3000 years, the patriarchy, the way that we have come to expect women to present themselves is like you said, no, you don't get to get seen. You don't get to be heard. And we certainly in this last decade, uh, if not last century, seen many more women using their voice, sharing their story, taking a stand, being vocal about things that matter. And usually it's from the core place of their story, from their core experience. And it takes a lot of bravery and courage. It really does. And yet it is through that that we ultimately inspire other people. It's like we give other people permission. Yes to accept us and understand our story simply by us being vocal about it, being brave enough to be vocal. And, you know, besides that, we all know like the, like the number one fear is speaking and speaking on stage. So yeah. let alone just <laughs> verbalizing your story to a girlfriend over a glass of wine or a totally. Of wine. then you want to get on stage and tell it, you know, to the world. Well, now we're talking about really coming from behind the curtain and standing in your power but it is for those brave individuals are yep. the ones who we see excelling in business. And I'm just, I'm utilizing this as it relates to business because I, yeah. as I understand you sharing with me that many of your listeners are, are in business. It's like, it is the one, I call it our secret weapon. Yep. And yet it's no secret to the people who, whose stories we've fallen in love with. And then we say, I really like that person or I'm following that person or I'm buying her lipstick. Yep. Totally. Not just about the shade of lipstick, but it's how she formulated this lipstick in the jungles exactly. of Africa or whatever, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. Right. Um, and you know, she's bravely and she knows that not everybody's gonna love her lipstick, and 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 she's got competition because there's a bunch of other lipsticks that got formulated in jungles. But the point of it is that your story matters to a select group of people, and without you using your voice to share it you're doing them a disservice, mm. let your own self a disservice. So we must rise up against the internal fears, first and foremost, that we yep. have about not being visible. Then the the overall, you know, fears that have been placed on us for society. And then that one other fear, which is, oh my God, now you want me to get on a stage and tell yeah. you know? You know, interestingly enough, this is all the work that I do with my clients. It's not only just crafting the story, but then really getting to the core of the story and how do we weave it into how we build our businesses? And then how do we get on stage and rock it out? Because stage and television has been what I have, you know, done professionally for over 30 years. Um, really, and, and I'm comfortable in that place because clearly it's what I've done from a professional standpoint. But I also know what it means from a business standpoint to now take a story and promote a product or service and have to talk about that. And I'm not being paid to read a teleprompter. <laughs> I'm like promoting my own business. So I get both sides of yep. coin, so to speak. For sure. And so, as you said, one of the biggest fears is like getting on stage, being seen, obviously confidence, building up your confidence plays a huge part in that. And I think, you know, as we were talking before, one of the most recent parts of your journey has been health and body. And obviously, 
I am all for everybody feeling amazing as they are and not having to look a certain way or be a certain size. And you and I both know when you look better, you feel better. And when you feel better, you look better. So I'd love to hear a little bit, Darius, about you know, your health and fitness journey recently and how that's impacted your life. Cause I, I think, especially for entrepreneurs, busy women, moms, wives, you know, women in corporate taking care of ourselves, our body, our relationship with food, our relationship with fitness can really fall to the wayside. And then that I think impacts so many women to want to hide more, to want to not be visible. Yeah. And then let's add in a pandemic. Oh yeah. Well, oh, oh, right. Yeah. That. <laughs> and then let's add in a whole year. The fact that we were all in our houses in sweatpants and yep. to eat and drink our way through a pandemic. So, totally. <laughs> so totally. we have all those things that you mentioned and then a pandemic. And now that things are beginning to change and we're getting back into the world, we're coming back and we've got to get back past all of the, the visibility issues that we started in the pandemic with. And right. then the extra 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds that some of us may be carrying. So interestingly enough, as you point out, that part of what I, I personally needed to do was to shift and change. And all my life I've been healthy. I used to own an aerial fitness studio. Um, I spent years uh, promoting health and weight loss products in a, a former company and I've run multiple marathons and um, you know have always been healthy but I can say that last year during the pandemic um, I like most people ate and drank my way through it and so yeah. while I had an extra 10 12 pounds you know pre covid by the by December I'd weighed 40 pounds heavier and I was like and, and to make it worse, like it got worse even in the summer when I was crisscrossing the country filming a new television show for the oh, yeah. and Science Channel. And I'm with a crew. We are just eating make everything we can put our hands on. And I'm telling you, by December 14th, enough was enough. And I said, that's it. I've got to change. And all last year, I was trying different things, but I didn't. Nothing really worked. And a few things shifted for me. I had to create a different why. And for me, the why was first and foremost health. Yep. And that not even just getting into back into my skinny jeans, but what am I doing as a 52-year-old woman who's now put on this extra weight and knowing that just beyond that are the, is the setup for chronic diseases like diabetes, heart disease, um, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. You know, we don't even think about those things. We're just too busy looking in the mirror trying to figure out how do I get back in the skinny jeans. But when you're in your 50s and you know that the possibility of that is around the corner, we have to be thinking about what to do and what to do um, in a way that's enjoyable and pleasurable. Because the last thing that I wanted to do was kill myself on some fat diet to try to get the weight off. So I started a program um, on December 14th with a commitment to losing uh, 40 pounds. And I can tell you that it took me a hundred days and it was the most enjoyable experience that I, I think I've ever had on my, uh, in, in my whole, you know, journey to, to losing weight and, and keeping it off. And 
And there were four really good things that made this possible. Mm. Um, mindset was most important. Like we, we, this isn't just a diet it's a lifestyle. It's an optimal lifestyle. And so um, mm. mindset, personal development, and really changing our relationship with food and with our bodies is most important. So we spend a lot of time on choices and making good choices to live a healthy life. The second component is coaching. And of course that was really attractive to me because I've been a coach for the last right. seven and a half, eight years. Um, so I, because I got so much success, decided that I would tack a new coaching hat on my head and become Perfect. a health coach. Um, community is huge. Like we really wrap ourselves around each other to support each other in the journey. And the fourth and most important part is the actual food that our company provides to people. Simplicity is important. Portion size, having things that are healthy and nutritious and designed for weight loss that are delivered to you, especially since many people you know, didn't wanna go out to the grocery store. Um, so, so incorporating a solid food plan that works. And those four things uh, is what I found that has helped me to not only lose the weight, but to feel incredible. And what, what I discovered beyond that was yeah, I got into the skinny jeans. Yeah, all of my health markers improved. But what has also improved is my ability to feel a lot more attractive yep. and a lot more on point and a yep. lot more energetic and a lot more healthy. And that translates back to the way we do business and the relationships that we have. So health is a strong part in this trilogy that I call optimal health. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm just excited that now I've got tons of clients that are losing weight and getting incredible results along the way as well. Yeah, that it's so amazing. And I love that you, well, one, you made the decision, but you, it, you shifted the why I think for a lot of women, again, we live in this like diet restrictive culture where you have to be thin or, you know, it's like, that's what's beautiful or acceptable, blah, 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 blah. But a lot of women approach food, working out just their body from a place of, I don't like it and have to change it. And I have to change it into this one specific thing. And my why is to be thin and attractive. And I find, you know, in terms of like the relationship I have with my own body that I have with food, when you come from a place of like, what is the most nourishing thing? What is the lifestyle I want to be living? How do I want to be relating to and interacting with my body, with food, with what I look like, with what I wear? It shifts everything, right? Because then it also takes the pressure off of like your daily weight. And it's more about the arc of your life, more about health, more about lifestyle. Um, and I feel like and definitely from what you said, it seems like it also opens you up for more flexibility, not necessarily like, oh, you can just go eat McDonald's one day, but more like you're not holding yourself to this perfectionist standard every day. Because for a lot of women, if they're on a health journey or a weight loss journey, it is a journey. Like that's why there's coaching and mindset and why that was so powerful for you, because Again, I think a lot of women get stuck in this hero's journey mentality, right? Like I alone go out, slay the dragon. It's all on me. It all has to be self-sourced. And then you layer on the perfectionist tendencies of women and it's like, oh, I fell off one day. That's it. It's ruined. I'll never have what I want. 
Yeah. And what is interesting about this program is that we really do encourage these three words and that's stop, challenge, and choose. And that we all have choice and not one, one choice does, is not bad over good. It is the choice in the moment. And even if it's a choice that, as you point out, is a Big Mac or a McDonald's versus, you know, one of our, um, our, our uh, food choices is, is okay in the moment because you can choose again, but it doesn't, you don't just completely upset the, the, the cart and throw it out the window, which was my way of dealing with things in the past. And as you say, I think it is the perfectionist way is that, oh my God, it's not an A plus, it's an A, so I failed. And I don't want it, yeah. <laughs> I don't want it, I didn't do an A plus, I'm bad, it's ruined. It's like, and when we do that, we, frankly, you know what, when, and I'm guilty of it, so I totally understand, this is not an, an indictment against anyone else who's identifying with this, I'm agreeing with you. But what I've found is that we don't have to behave that way. And we certainly don't have to assume that that is the appropriate way to get results. We can actually shift what we're doing to get better results and to go with the flow. And when we do that with food, the one thing that most of us have an awkward relationship with, it's as bad as our relationship with money. Like it's oh. like food, <laughs> money, and, and people, then. right? It's like, <laughs> and then, right, exactly. Like, you know, it's we think it's all or none and it's not. And so, um, we really can have a healthy relationship with food, with our bodies, with our health, and ultimately with everything in our life when we really just understand that it is truly about choices and there are other choices. And even when we make bad choices, we can make better choices to course correct. Yeah, Ugh, I love that. I love that. And as you said, like when you choose this lifestyle and it was, you said such a fun and pleasurable 100 days, pleasure is the breeding ground of the feminine of feminine energy to me that's how we connect to our feminine power and so i mean you look fabulous i'm loving the top i'm loving it. so i'd love to hear a little bit Daria, because i think for women there is this like waiting until period for everything i'll date when I lose the weight, I'll open the business when I have enough money and savings. I'll finally get on stage when I have enough clients. And it becomes this way that women hang ourselves up and, and it becomes what I find, especially for weight loss and women who are like, oh, I'll date or I'll find a relationship when I lose the weight. What they're actually afraid of is dating. And so they self-sabotage the weight loss, right? And it's like, well, I said I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna date until I lost the weight and I'm not losing the weight and blah, 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 blah. And so I'd love to hear, you know, what has your journey been, especially in this lifestyle transformation of connecting to your feminine? Yeah, you know, uh, before I answer that, you point yeah. out something I think that is so important. And that is, is that we do, we play this game called the waiting game. And all it is, is a perpetual cycle of self-sabotage. And it, it occurs because first and foremost, it, it got our attention, usually when we're children, certainly young adults. And it was the way that we justified when we didn't get what we want or we didn't have the success that we wanted. But now as grown as women, excuse yep. me, <laughs> 
I swear all the time. It's always checked explicit on this one. Go for it. <laughs> so now as grown as women, we play the same game. Yep. Because now what it does is it justifies why it didn't happen. It's like yep. we just, all we did was up, we turned the, the card upside down. And it's like, there is, listen, there is no more time to wait. Exactly. Like it's, we have no more. And in fact, what I've discovered now is that at 53 years old, soon to be 53, I am more aware of the fact that the clock is ticking and time is precious and I'm unavailable for waiting, putting things aside or waiting until it's good enough or right or the perfect time because that never occurs. It never occurs. But what does occur is the opportunity all day, every day to be on the journey. We We want the results and we want the destination and we don't want the journey, but the journey is the most beautiful part of all of this. And if we fly through the journey to get to the destination, guess what's gonna be beyond that? Yet another journey. So just enjoy the journey and stop looking for the destination to be right around the corner. You know, it's it's the discovery of that. And um, I found that to be true, especially as I'm getting older, is to be aware that there is no more waiting game. And it's up to me to truly decide, who am I? What do I want to experience? What brings me pleasure? What gives me joy? Just the opposite of that. I, you know, what is crap? And I don't want any more of it. And so being aware of that really constitutes for me a way to make a choice in alignment with what my soul wants and what I want in this moment. To answer your question about really getting in touch or being in connection with my feminine, you know, it's it's when you are, and I'm sure many of your your listeners understand this, when you are an independent, type A driven woman who owns a very successful career and or business, we're in our masculine masculine a lot. It takes that. You do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know all your listeners know that. You all have been listening to Lauren. I'm sure oh, yeah. she. Talked about that over and over again. So we know we're on level playing field there. I have for a long time needed to do that. And particularly when you're a single woman who's out here doing her thing, right? Like all Mm -hmm. of those things. But what I've also absolutely enjoyed is getting more in touch with my feminine and allowing her to lead, allowing her to be present in the moment and trusting that she, in fact, and I'm using it in, in the the sense of she and he, and I certainly don't mean any gendered, yeah, yeah, yeah. other than any gender difference around that, but to, but just in, in association is that she or my feminine is wildly capable of leading and making decisions. And in fact, really giving me a better sense of joy and in the moment and pleasure than my masculine or he. Like we've been with him for a long time. Now this is truly about like trusting that side of me to to also bring me, um, allow me, gift me, give me permission to like all of those words before the experience happens. And that's a part of the journey, right? That part I identify as the journey. So this this these next few decades, the feminine is much more present in my life and uh, I'm much more available to to receiving and using that piece of me more often because the more I use it, the, the and stronger is not the word because that takes me back to masculine, but maybe you can help me find a word for that. So reliant, um, yeah. maybe present. is the word. Present, yes, more present, yes. 
Yeah. Oh, I love it. It is right. It, she is. It is. My feminine is there. She doesn't have to be or right. be stronger. We just need to presence her more. Or yeah, it. and be more present with her. Right. And and I love what you said about the journey versus the destination. That's such a perfect analogy for the feminine and the masculine. The masculine is so goal oriented, results driven. Right. And we have it all backwards because we think the result, the goal, the destination is going to give us happiness, pleasure, satisfaction, fulfillment, blah, 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 blah. Right. But as you said, you get to that destination and guess what? You got another destination in sight. Like that is the nature of humans. Like we are constantly growing and evolving. So it truly is coming into the feminine, which it is about presence. Like that's why I always talk about the root or the um the root to the feminine is sensuality and pleasure because what it does is it puts you in your body and in the present moment so it's like you're gonna get to the destination so you might as well enjoy the entire ride right you might as well find love and acceptance and excitement and enjoyment day in and day out because no matter how much you lean into your feminine, no matter how much you lean into pleasure, life is going to throw you curveballs. There's going to be challenging things. There's going to be things that might be hard emotionally or difficult emotionally. So, okay, that's already going to happen. We don't need to make everything else hard and difficult emotionally. Meanwhile, as well, like enjoy the rest of it. And, and I love you talking about how all of this has really connected you more deeply to your feminine and how you've seen that you can trust her. And not only is the feminine capable of making decisions, typically when we let the feminine lead, like the decisions are way better, (laughs) way more fun and way more magical than when our masculine leads. That's so true. And you know, the other thing is that I've recently discovered is that for a long time, I made myself wrong for building a business or not even building it because I never did it, but, but because I've railed against the common thought that in order to build a successful business, it needed to be very linear, very straight line, go very fast, do one thing, not multiple things, one thing, get to the finish line, get to the finish line fast and you'll be the winner. And every time I've attempted to do that with business or projects that I'm working on, I'm miserable Yep. because I am so, that's why I said I'm really a unicorn, I'm a maverick, but I'm a unicorn because I'm so much more at pleasure and in enjoyment when I have multiple projects going on. Yeah. And I do, I mean, from a documentary to yep. a book and speaking and this helping and my business and traveling the world and doing television pro, like I do, you can't even most days keep up and, and I'm fine with it because that's the way I choose to live my life. And so I'm almost like multiple turtles in a race versus yes. one single hair. And I'm not gonna be the first one at the finish line. And I'm not trying to be the first one at the finish line. And it isn't about getting to the finish line or making the most money or getting there fast because, yeah. because I know that in this journey, because there's so many pieces that are going on, I'm moving slow and I'm enjoying it. And I'm indulged in each of the pieces as they go. And it's not linear. And it's very impractical, but it serves me and it serves my enjoyment. And 
when I got to, to bring this back to the point that I made, is that when I got to really giving myself permission to experience a life like this and permission to do my business and my life this way, it felt so much better. It felt like most the feminine energy, which is kind of like the ocean and wobbly yes. and that and flowy, but it was like, whoa, well, this is the way it's supposed to be for me. Mm -hmm. And, and, and just in that acknowledgement alone, was there a great deal of pressure oh, because I was like, yeah, well, no wonder I couldn't do it that way because it just didn't feel right. Ugh, I love all of that. And I really want to underscore what you said about giving yourself permission for two reasons. One, I think it is important that powerful women have more and more conversations about self-permission and what that does and, and trusting their feminine, trusting that they get to do life, business, relationships, whatever, in the way that feels best for them because it gets to be a permission slip for other women listening. And at the same time, there still has to be a self-permission. Like you can watch another woman give herself permission and be like, oh, that's inspiring. But at the end of the day, you have to be the one to give yourself that permission internally, emotionally, energetically. And I did a podcast episode recently entitled she who chooses herself because I think as women we there has always been this narrative of like we have to we have to be good enough to be chosen right and similar with like I have to be the fastest one to finish the race and get there okay for what reason like because we've been told that somehow that'll make us better more safe more likable chosen more whatever and so it really is this self-permission of I get to do, have, and be everything I want in the way that feels best for me, right? Granted, from an empowered place. Like if you're eating Big Macs every single day and you're like, well, I gave myself self-permission to eat Big Macs every day. It's like, yeah, but does like ultimately, does that feel really good? Probably not, you know? <laughs> but you can give yourself permission to have a Big Mac if you want, you know? So I just think it's so important. And again, it's like this differentiation between the patriarchal way of doing it, the hero's journey, what we've been told is what we need to be, which never really works or fits for most women. And this individuation and the feminine and coming back to self to be like, wait, who am I living my life for? What it like, why am I making decisions this way? Why not just enjoy all of it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it is, it's in that self-permission that we really do I believe, experience expansive joy because we've been holding ourselves um, in resistance to it. And what resists persists. And it's in that permission is there's so much more freedom along the path of least resistance. And, and most of that comes with us just saying, okay, I'm doing it. I'm giving myself permission. I'm going, I don't know what the result is going to be. I don't even know if I'm going to win, lose, or fail. I don't care. I'm just going to enjoy this experience. Oh, I love it. Darius, thank you so much for being here. This has been so amazing. I mean, we covered so many things and I know that you have an incredible free gift for the women who are listening. So I'd love um, for you to tell them a little bit about what they're going to get. Yeah, I actually have two free gifts. Oh, see, some so for you. Generous, you know? 
<laughs> yeah. So um, it, literally, we, we talked a little bit about storytelling, right? And just the power of having a story and how you utilize your story um, to start, grow, and expand your business. And so I have a nine-part framework that I teach on storytelling about incorporating it from day one and what you need to do to share your story, to inspire your audience, how you're utilizing your story to attract your ideal clients and customers, and why that matters to selling and scaling whatever your solution is in business to get to six figures and beyond. Mm -hmm. So that uh, framework, there's a free five-part video series that you can oh. watch and you can simply go to dariath.com mm -hmm. forward slash framework so that's d-a-r-i-e-t-h dot mm -hmm. com forward slash framework and i assume and it'll be listed below yep so that's all on storytelling but if you're also interested in uh, learning more about this incredible health program <sighs> that has certainly helped me and so many of my other clients and many people worldwide not only lose weight, but feel great and really have the practical tools to consciously communicate with ourselves about food and um, weight loss and overall health and nutrition. I'm doing a series of uh, live interviews with my clients so they can tell their stories mm -hmm. about this solution. Yep. So they can tell their stories about this solution and it might be right for you. Um, there's no obligation. It is free for you to watch us live. I'll have, I'll be there. My health coach will be there, a few other people, and then we'll talk about how it works and what it takes um, to lose weight. So to the, the website to go to for that, to register is dariath.com forward slash lose it, all one word. So D-A-R-I-E-T-H.com forward slash L-O-S-E-I-T. And that's um, also below. Yeah. Awesome. So I hope that you guys will um, maybe join us for either of the, the live Lose It series or discover the framework and see if that's something that will support you in business. Oh, I love it. Darius, thank you so much. Thank you for being so generous. And anybody who's listening, if you loved this episode, make sure to share it on social media, tag both Darius and I, you know, definitely go follow her, get these free gifts. Darith, is there anything you want to leave the women with today? Yeah, thank you for having me on the show, Lauren. And thank you oh, so much pleasure. for um, allowing us to really broaden into lots of conversations. Mm -hmm. And um, that actually leads me up to what I'd love to, to leave the audience with. And that is, don't be afraid to be you. Like mm -hmm. so much of, of your story and how you show up in the world is at the core, you just being you and giving yourself permission to be you. And while I know we all have 99 different stories, there's one story um, that I'm sure connects to other people. So use it, use your voice, share your story, make a difference in the world um, and, and be you. Cause at the end of the day, that's all you got. Mm, thank you so much. Thank you again so much for being here. Everyone who's listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this interview just as much as I did, and I'll see you next time.